Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions today. What a privilege it is to um, do this show regularly. Uh, Every show is different, even as we were praying for today's show and what God may have for us today. We know it's always different. Uh, There's always a leading and guiding of His Holy Spirit when we get together and different shows on different days take on different emphasis and flavor. So I'm looking forward to what today's show ends up being uh, and what God has in store for us. So give me a call. Join me. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. uh, And that is um, available right now we turn it on for the show so give us a call it will get you on the air our producer will answer and he will process the call and it reminds me i should probably get my call screen up uh, because without my call screen i never see your calls and i'm pulling up my call screen now Taking your calls and your questions, 303-690-3000. And then, of course, we also have a text line. Uh, we don't, depending on way the calls go, we don't always get to the text. So please forgive us. They are for the text line is to fill in the to fill in the uh, time in case we don't get calls. And you can text me at 720-336. 0897 Grace FM is the producer of Calvary Live and Grace FM is a an outreach of Calvary Church here in Aurora, Colorado and Calvary Live is also heard on many many other stations around the country uh, on the Hope FM radio network a shout out to you guys the Truth FM radio network shout out to you guys Uh, Various uh, low-power FM stations have picked up our program and more continue to add it. So thank you for trusting us to talk about the things of God together. Um, Our show is less a Bible answer man show, although we do get Bible answers, uh, and more of a pastoral care type of show where even in the answers and the various pastors that host, um, our desire is to pastor and shepherd you into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ. And I love the different personalities that we have uh, here. Most of the pastors that host originate here in Colorado. Our regular host is host or Pastor Jeff Figs. Um, he's pastored, I think, for maybe 25 years up in Greeley, Colorado, and has been a, a, a just a tremendous, steady staple of leadership friendship and loving uh, pastoral care in Colorado for years. And I love his story. He started out as a janitor at a church down in Colorado Springs. Um, and you, you think 
you know, we, we put labels on things like a janitor's this or a artist is that or a customer. No position, uh, no position in life is is a position that God doesn't use. Like like a janitor, uh, and you use that, whether a janitor, custodian, facility maintenance, whatever it is, like that is such a vital, I think of, I think of Abner who oversees our facility maintenance and and uh, and what great ministry that brother gives to the body of Christ. Uh, it's not just about the building, although the building uh, is an important tool, taking care of it, upkeep. I mean, the brother, the brother takes care of business. However, uh, he also understands the role and the value of serving people, and everything you do is in preparation for what's up ahead, number one. And number two is a, re- a, a representation of the love of God. And I forget who it was. I was listening recently. Uh, it might have been, oh, it was my brother Lloyd Pulley uh, over at Calvary Chapel in Old Bridge. He was doing a show and, and um, no, 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 it was my brother Rob Salvato uh, and on the other side. He was all across town. I was listening to him recently and Lloyd, but th- he said this. He says, you know, if you're a hand in the body of Christ and you're not there, then we're missing a hand. And I just, I, I know that wasn't, that, that's not a tremendously profound statement, but it was for me. Think about that. Your role in the body of Christ is so important that if you weren't there, it would be like missing our hand. Like you are vital. You are important. You are uh, key to all that God wants to do in this world. Unbelievable, the amazing opportunities that God has for you. Pastor Jeff uh, started off serving faithfully with Brian Michaels down in the Springs and ended up moving up to Greeley and starting a very, very vibrant effective, growing, evangelistic, disciple-making church. And at the end of the week, uh, Pastor Nick Cady, he hasn't been in ministry for 25 years. I don't know exactly how many years, but um, I'm sure probably 20 plus. And he came uh, from a missionary life to Colorado to oversee a fellowship that was planted by another friend of ours, Pete Nelson, up in Longmont. And to watch what God has done and and uh, what God is doing and has done, like they just moved into a new building. Of course, the irony of God to give Calvary, uh, Whitefield Community Church a building in a time when they can't use it. You're like, oh Lord. But they are using it, of course. They're recording their studies live, doing a lot of ministry there. But Pastor Nick, as you guys listen to the show, recognize, and by the way, we are waiting for your calls, 303 690 the show really isn't the same without any calls, so call me, 303-690-3000. Text me, 720-336-0897, so that we can have you on the air. Uh, but but you might notice with Pastor Nick, uh, Nick has a, a, a more academic approach to things. Uh, he's in seminary right now, extremely intelligent man theologically, and and I love the diversity of of the team. And then we have some guest guys come in like Nate Morris will be back with us. 
Uh, Cody King is back with us, and uh, occasionally Jason Vanderveer will be on with us, uh, filling in when we're away or, or uh, have openings. And and so it's it's just a blessing uh, to be able to do this. It was on my heart when we bought the station. Uh, we, we weren't able to pull it off for a couple years, uh, but we finally got it, and it's been a very big staple in our community. Uh, so give me a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. I'm going to go to the text line here. By the way, it's 720-336-0897. Pray for my grandson. He's facing prison time. Uh, and the DA on the other side wants him to go to prison. On the other side, they do not want him to go to prison. So we're asking for drug rehab or halfway house. He's very young. And very little guy, I just pray that Jesus will not let him go to prison. Well, Father, we pray for this young man that's gotten himself in some trouble, put himself at the mercy of um, men and women in the legal system. And we pray, God, that you would give, uh, that you would show mercy. Uh, certainly when we're facing times like this, we, we aren't looking for judgment, we're looking for mercy. But what we're looking for is what will it, what, what is it that you're going to do in his life that will bring him to a saving faith and commitment to you. So I pray for this guy. I think of my own life before I got saved and the pathway that I was on and having standing before a judge and having to face uh, the consequences of my sinful decisions and my rebellious life against you, God. And I remember how you showed me mercy. And I'm grateful for that mercy. I wasn't so grateful back then. But looking back on my life now, I'm very grateful. So we pray for this young man and for his, uh, for his grandparent, grandma or grandpa, that loves him so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 303-690-3000. We're going to go over to Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, Renee is on the line. Renee, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Thanks for taking my I'm, call. You're welcome. Yes, I'm, I'm calling because I'm, I'm like at a standstill right now spiritually. Um, I'm 45 years old. When I was 17, I shot myself in the head with a 22 caliber gun, and uh, okay. God blessed me. And um, a, as a result of the gunshot wound to the head, I am totally blind. So I've been totally blind now for like 30 years. Um, my parents have passed on. Um, my, they left my house to my cousins. Everybody just took everything because I was, I was the only child. Everybody took everything and just left me. And I, you know, I do have good people because, you know, God is good every day, you know, uh, I ask the Lord to order my footsteps constantly (laughs) and he always comes through and I'm able to meet, you know, good people throughout, but I just feel real lonely and unloved without you know, my family from time to time because I really don't know why they just have abandoned me like this. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just want to get some prayer to, you know, get, you know, a better direction for my life so that God can use me the way he wants to, which I know he is every day. But, um, you know, I just need some prayer and and, and some some hope. (laughs) Okay, are you a part of a local church out there, Renee? I need to find 
anybody to fellowship with, all kinds of stuff. I really don't understand why everything I'll start, and then I had moved, but they couldn't come get me no more because I had moved so far. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's kind of hard, you know, to just stay in fellowship. I know it's not... I know it's not God. I know it's the people sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> oh, I do. But very lonely and just unwanted at times. And, you know, I do. I have an addiction, um, substance abuse addiction, and it makes okay. me just, you know, make that my friend. You yeah. know, I, and I've really been trying to break that bondage, you know, for the past couple of years. But it's just been very hard because I feel like I need you know, some type of um, good support to help me. Well, let's pray and see just how the God would give you comfort right now and open a door for you, okay? Much. Father, thank you for saving and sparing Renee's life. Um, just from that time of, of darkness and that time of hopelessness, God, you, you showed mercy to her in a very powerful way. So we want to give you the glory for that, and we want to thank you for that. How important she is. I pray for her addictions, God, that have 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 really ruled her life and have plagued her and tormented her. I pray, God, that the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells in her would enable her to be sobered minute by minute, minute and hour by hour, day by day, that she would have a testimony of your saving power, not just salvation, which is glorious, but also day by day abiding abundant life. And she needs, God, people around her, committed people. I, I think of uh, our own Bianca here in Colorado, who is also blind for different reasons, and how you've put people in her life uh, that love her and care for her, and how radio has become a real big part of her life, ministering to her. And so I see that in Renee as well. I ask you, God, to provide some friends some support, a local congregation, a local body of believers. You know, it's one of the reasons, God, we want these churches to open up again so that we can come together in fellowship and we can come together in a way where we, some things you can only support each other in person to be together. So I pray for Renee and I look forward to hearing of, of uh, you know, tremendous testimony of her life as time goes on in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're taking your calls and your questions. I, I want to. I got a text message from a friend of mine that's asking us to pray for his daughter. Uh, so I want to do that. Uh, we have been praying for her for many years now, and it's a, it's a battle. It's a battle, and it's a substance abuse situation and a lot of other details, but he has given me permission to pray for him. He asked me personally, but I said, but bro, I'm on the radio, man. Can I, I'm going to pray on the radio. And he said, absolutely, please do. I'm reading him his response. So, Father, you know our dear sister. We've seen her grow up here in this church, and I pray right now in the present battle that she's in, the, the, the wrestling of warfare that she finds herself in right now, and I pray, God, I don't know all the details, but I suspect she needs to come home. And so I pray that you would deliver her from the clutches of the bondage that she's in right now and get her back home. Get her back to that safe place. Convince her, God, of of your great love. I, I know that the pain that she carries sometimes gets in the way of 
really believing that you love her. And and so I pray that the word reminds, I'm just reminded of that scripture, God, that Paul says, don't you know it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance? And it truly is. And flood her, Lord, with goodness and remove from her the influences that are jacking up her life. That she's a, she is a an example of of um, evil company corrupts good habits. And she's been doing so good, Lord. Bring her home. Deliver her. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Ah. Ah, so challenging. And I know there's a few others. As, I'm, as I was praying in my mind, there's a few other people that I know have prodigal kids. Maybe you're a prodigal listening to me right now. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you would be a prodigal, but you're listening to Christian radio, and you probably don't even want to, you know, like you s- to listen to some old guy talk about the Bible. At the same time, you know that an old guy or a young guy talking about the Bible is is really a bridge to the goodness of God. The Bible tells us of God's faithfulness and His care and concern, and you know that. That's why you're a prodigal, because you're running away from the truth. And if you're a prodigal today, you're, and, and that's a Bible word for someone that has been raised in the church and has been raised to love God and are, are living your own life in rebellion. These days, it's almost always a drug issue. You know, you're out, you want to you party, kind of like the story that Jesus gave. You know, the kid wants his inheritance so he can go party in the city. But sometimes it's intellectual. And I was talking with someone recently, a pastor friend of mine, whose right-hand guy just quit the church and denounced his faith and denounced Christianity. And it's, you know, it's crushed my friend to no end. It's crushing. What a crushing blow. And we were talking a little bit about it. And the, the, the you know, I wanted to know the reason. I, I, the first time we had talked about it, I didn't ask about the details of the reason. But a few weeks have passed, so I got to ask. And so it was more intellectual, you know, more experiential. And the reasons were along the lines, you know, if God is really God, then, you know, he'll do what I want, what I want him to do type of thing. And I just felt like the Lord was telling me to remind my brother that it, it was, it's not an intellectual issue. It's a moral issue. There, there's an issue in that brother's life morally that is is holding him back from surrender and denying himself. And if we were to ask him, he could tell us. We may not know what it is, but if we asked him, he would, t- he would be able to tell us exactly what it is. And most of the time, it is a moral issue. And, and, and the, the, the moral issues can be repented of. And your life can get right. You wonder sometimes, why is my life so upside down? Is there a sin you need to confess and repent of and forsake? That could be the simple answer to a complicated difficulty. Ask it before the Lord. 303-690-3000. Now back to Colorado and Lakewood. Anthony, welcome to the program. Hey, Anthony, are you with us? Hello? Hey, you're on the air, buddy. Okay, so I just had a question about um knowing the difference between uh um like preaching the bible um whether it's uh correction rebuke uh grace 
Uh, when people get offended, like I've had, uh, they pretty much point out that I'm throwing legalism in their face. Like I've never, okay. and I've wondered if I've crossed that line myself, honestly sure. speaking. Um, I'm not a fan of, uh, of telling what, what people want to hear. Okay. Like I, the truth can be hard. Um, yeah, like what's called uh, Proverbs, um, rebuke from a friend is better than praises and kisses from an enemy. But there are still times I've wondered if I've taken it too far and whether it's become foolishness on my part. Well, the answer to that is probably it has. I have certainly crossed that line myself. I was even thinking of that last night as I was teaching in the book of Daniel, that one of the mistakes that I made early on as a new dad and a new believer is I was very legalistic. I, I I emphasize rules and regulations for my kids instead of relationship. That was just plain as you know. I I didn't understand the fullness of the doctrine of grace and the goodness of God, and I was a fearful uh, in my decisions. And God has grown me over the years. But certainly, when I hear a question like yours, uh, there's a couple things that come to mind. Number one, you probably have crossed the line uh, at times, and and we all do. Although. The idea of being called a legalist is is sometimes or many times just used as a defense mechanism from somebody uh, to get out from under what you're sharing. And, and the second thing I think about is you and I, who are lovers of truth and really care about people and really want them to come into a real relationship with God, need to always improve our delivery. Uh, we always have to master that part of delivering the message. And, and we can't just say, well, I told them. Well, yeah, you told them, but you could deliver it. Like, like for example, you could be mad at someone and you could say this, you're an idiot. Now, how do you think someone's going to respond to that? You're an idiot. What do you think, I, Anthony? <laughs> I would get defensive myself. I think so. So if if there is a challenge with the person and we start calling names and, you know, such a, uh, I mean, that's, a, I'm using an extreme example on purpose, but, but if there's challenges with a person, it would do us well to learn how to communicate thinking of the other person more highly than ourselves. And, and really, if, for example, if their behavior is idiot, idiotic, it's not going to help to tell them they're an idiot and neither is it going to help. It doesn't really reflect the love of God. Um, what would help is, is if they would give us their ear that we could start. I've developed a, I've tried to develop over the years, a sense of asking right questions and helping people come to their own conclusions. That's the best way. The best way for someone to learn something is for them to come to their own conclusions and to use the Bible in a way that will lead them to the obvious answer. And, and so you probably have, don't beat yourself up too much uh, when, you, when you fall over, you know, and maybe become legalistic. Now, again, legalism is really equating behavior as necessary for salvation. Legalism is not saying to somebody, hey, you know what, it's, it's not a good idea to drink alcohol. You could be a drunk. That's not legalism. It's not a good idea to be to cuss. It's not a good idea to steal. It's you know that's not legalism. People use legalism like any time it offends them that their behavior that you're speaking about their behavior. Oh, you're a legalist. Well, what do you mean I'm a legalist? Am I telling you you need to be stop that to be saved, or am I telling you it would be wise for you to consider other people than yourself? 
And again, you have to have a relationship with someone. If you're out preaching the gospel, people are going to be offended at the gospel. You know, people you don't have a relationship with, but you're just meeting. You know, the gospel is offensive because coming face to face with sin is offensive. But not everybody that calls you a legalist is right because you're not always legalistic. Um, but don't beat yourself up. You know, you learn from your mistakes and you, you get up, dust yourself off and apologize if you need to. Ask for someone's forgiveness. That's not what I intended. Will you please forgive me? I really want to talk about this, though, because I think the Bible says something that is really relatable to your life right now. And so I'm sorry for offending you. You know, that that's always, that's always okay to do. Okay. Um, but yeah, on the other side, like... I've been said, well, well, that's not biblical, and okay, and I'll try and I'll pull out a couple verses, and that's where I get the, uh, like, I don't want to hear it, and like, like you're just being legalistic. Like, when, basically, when they tell me to back it up biblically, and I do, and then that's when things get really get out of hand. Is there something that prompted you to make this phone call? Like, is there a situation that just happened that you can tell me about? Yeah. Look, I'm not... I admit I was way out of line myself. It got pretty bad. And by seeing that, I just, it definitely opened up my eyes. Yeah. Well, let me pray for you. We're coming up on the break, and God's already revealed to you. You're going to learn from that situation. And I, I think I think this is the key. You, you've, you've got to, you've got to consider when you're talking to someone, that they're more important than you making your point. And I think okay. sometimes we spend so much time trying to make a point that we forget we're talking to a person. And I think the the biblical the biblical picture that's given to us is we're seed planters, we're seed waterers, but only God gives the increase. Only he convinces and only he convicts of sin. And if we can remember that, we'll go softer on our delivery. So, Father, I pray for Anthony. Uh, it sounds like he has really wrestled with this last interaction and, and wants your help. I mean, don't we all, God, want your help in how to deliver the truth in love and how to deliver the truth that it will be received and how to deliver the truth in humility and how to deliver the truth even when we're offended and somebody says something that messed with our hearts and minds. So I lift up my brother Anthony, continue to build him and shape him and mold him into the man that you desire him to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Okay, bro, bye-bye. All right, we're coming up on the first half of the program already. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church. Uh, you can reach me through my website, edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org, or through our church website, Calvary CO stands for Colorado, Calvary CO.church. And everything related to our church and ministry here is there. And we'd love to serve you, love to encourage you, love to point you in the ways of the Lord. And I uh, find it very um, humbling to be used in these last days. Imagine that you are alive, I am alive right now. We are alive right now. 
in this time by the grace of God. Unbelievable. What an honor and a privilege to serve Jesus Christ in these challenging days. All right, we've got an open line. Grab it while you can. 303-690-3000. Text me. 720-336-0897. And we're going to take a two-minute break, stretch, get some water. And then we'll be back with the second half of today's program. You're listening to Calvary Live, originating from the studios of Grace FM, Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Shout out to all the peeps on Hope and Truth and many other FM stations around the country and online. You guys around the country, around the world. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. We're taking your calls. You are, If you're listening on Grace FM, you're listening to a live broadcast. Uh, if you're listening on any other station, uh, this is a one-week delay, but it's kind of cool because you can call during the show. We will... Uh, we will receive your call, answer it live for everyone on the Grace FM radio network, and then you can tune in next week on your own station, and you'll hear yourself on the air, which is kind of cool. Um, and that's the best way. You know, we're just church-owned stations, uh, and that's the best way and the most inexpensive way at this stage to deliver uh, these programs. And so we're grateful that we are partnered with stations to deliver them, and I want to remind you to support Christian Radio financially. We are not like K-Love, uh, that is a multi-million dollar corporation, or Way FM, or Salem Broadcasting, or any of the other. This, these are church-owned radio stations that you're listening to. And you know churches have a burden like ours and, and the churches that own these stations to reach our communities 24 hours a day, seven days a week with uh, Christian Radio. And um, we do it with your support, uh, your financial support to pay the bills and to upgrade equipment and to keep things running. Even as I was talking, typing with my producer, we've got this tweak and that tweak and this wire and that wire and this thing and that thing. And it's, you know, I'm just a pastor. I just want to teach the Bible. <laughs> but that's not what God called us to. And so he just surrounded us with... Um, a lot of different uh, opportunities, but we're church run. So would you please support local? If you're listening to this on Grace FM, go to gracefm.com and s sign up to be a regular giver. Um, no amount is too small and no amount is too big, but you know, give as unto the Lord. Let the Lord bless you. Every time you give, you give pouring into people's lives with the gospel all day, every day. If, if you're listening to us on a different station, go to their website, uh, go and to their app, and give to your local Christian radio. It'll be a blessing. It is a well. Uh, it is a well invested dollar for the kingdom, and it is trusted. You, you're giving to trusted entities, but you're really not giving to entities, are you? You're giving to the Lord. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand three zero three 
690 Let's go Stu in Maryland. Stu, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thank you so much for your ministry. You're welcome. What's going on? Um, uh, two questions. One real quick. That um, Do you have a resource you can refer me to um, for like a... Um, to leave for somebody that's left behind in the rapture. If, you know, I'm called up in the rapture, I want to leave, you know, a highlighted Bible, you know, some sort of references or something. Is there somewhere that's already kind of got some of the verses and stuff spelled out that should be highlighted and so forth? Yeah, I think um, we have uh, we have Bible studies on our website on the rapture. If you email me, I'll send you my my notes. You can print them out, as many as you want. You can, uh, I put something up on my website, uh, edtaylor.org on, if just put in rapture on the search bar and there, there's so many great resources. Let me find one more. Um, I, I don't want to give you, there's so many rapture, um, websites, not all of them are legit, but I think I have, I have one, um, that it's called pre dash trib.org basically email me i this question is so common that i have i already have stuff that i'll cut and paste for you of of so many resources that whoever knows you will have more than enough information after the rapture takes place and um in our uh bible study we were going through one of our memory verses was um daniel 2 and um it has in there that many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to everlasting contempt and yes, so on. Daniel. But I was curious as to why it was many and not all that sleep in the dust of the earth. Uh, I don't know, but sometimes the Bible doesn't make absolute statements, but rather will make a statement in in relation to the the facts being assumed you know, we don't always, we, we do that in our English language too. We don't always make all-inclusive statements, but we make a statement that, uh, in, that infers an all, in something that's all-inclusive. But let me look up real quick, because I think that's something we, we read last night as a church. I didn't develop it. Um, let's see, everyone who's found, um, uh, in the, written in the book, many, so let me just look up this word real quick. That's uh, one good thing about Bible dictionary. Adjective meaning many, much, great, long, mighty. Uh, the word includes much, many, abundance, numerous. So it, you could even say, so this word could also be translated num- numerous, um, just saying that there's going to be a lot. Um, why, it's not, um, why it's not every is a good question, but the fact that it's making a statement that there's going to be many um, is, is enough to, to cover... Uh, out of those, some are going to go to everlasting life, some some to shame and everlasting contempt. It's a really good question uh, because the previous verse has everyone, so that's a that's an exclusive statement. But perhaps, and I'm thinking out loud here, so this is not an exact answer. But perhaps the many uh, is in contrast to those. No, that wouldn't be it. That's a good question. But I think it's more uh, syntax than anything. Um, in the in the Hebrew, this can be numerous, and it can just be an uh, instead of an all inclusive statement, it's just referring to a lot of people. Okay. And out of those, yeah, I, I've in, in contrast, to a other, 
um, pastors, you know, go through and, no, and go through this um, um, this section of Daniel. And it, it was just funny that it was in my memory verses, and that word just stuck out to me that it was many and not all. And you know, I haven't heard anybody like you say drill down on it and um, like you know go into you know the 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 Hebrew text or, you know, wherever it was and see if there was a, a reason for it. But, you know, yeah, it's, let it's me, not let me anything stay, to build Stay a on the line. On, but. I'm going to look at one more thing. I like you using a tool called, um, uh, oh, I don't even remember the name of this tool. What is it? Uh, let me look at it real quick here. You have intrigued me. Uh, let's see here. It's verse two, uh, treasury of scripture knowledge. That came back to me now. Let me see what the reference. They do a good job of references uh, on this and many. Let's see where they go for this many. I'll divide them a portion. I'll divide the spoils. Um, so, so this is what I do when with things like this. I I look at what it, what it says obviously, you know, kind of ex, extenuate. And then when that doesn't give me a satisfying answer, I start looking where other places where this word is used. And what was the intent of this particular word? Almost always, that answers questions like this. Right. Uh, almost always, when you see how the Hebrew, how that was used in Hebrew, um, that it it isn't it isn't necessarily a um, a message that says it's not necessarily a word choice that says well many will, but the rest are going to stay because the Bible doesn't say that, right? The Bible is is silent on that. The, it, it says many. It says numerous, lots of people are going to be raised from the dead. It doesn't necessarily mean not everyone. It just says many. And we read into it like, well, why doesn't it say all? Well, many covers the, many still covers the intent of what God's going to do, um, even though it's not all inclusive, right? We can say, we can use words that don't specifically include every single person. We, we can use words that say numerous, um, but... I'm not a Hebrew scholar. Too bad my friend Don Stewart isn't on the show with us. He would give you the Hebrew, spell it out for you, and explain it all to you. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And all right. Good. I'm Thank trying you. to... I'm try All right. God bless you. I'm trying to find a, a English equivalent in my mind that when we say something, it's, it's assumed. Uh, we didn't... Even though we didn't cover it all, it's assumed... So I'm going to think about that. 303-690-3000. Who is next? Angie up in Greeley, Colorado. Angie, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. Hey. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind praying for our 15-year-old daughter. We okay. have recently come to realize that she is anorexic. Okay. Um, yeah, so we kind of have a plan going forward a little bit and what we need to do for her physically. We just need yes. wisdom, um, you know, how to help her see her worth in the Lord. And yeah. um, I understand it's a mental it's a mental disease, it's a mental issue, so that needs to be taken care of as well. It's not really quite sure. as simple as just eating. So we just need wisdom and direction from the Lord. Yeah, it's a pretty complex uh, decision-making matrix and then it becomes a then it becomes a habit and and i i found that with 15 year olds that are involved with anorexia bulimia cutting 
it's it's a control they feel as if so much of their life is out of their control that they they turn to things that are under their control and yeah there's some image things you know the pressure on your daughter right now uh, is not like the pressure that was on you or me uh, when we were growing up um, it's it's worse um, we had our own pressures right we had our own temptations I succumbed to a lot of those temptations sinfully, did a lot of self-damage in my life, which also damaged those that love me. But the kids today are facing the things that you and I faced in our generation at, at exponentially worse delivery methods. Um, can you imagine what life would have been like if we had cell phones and cameras and all these fake pictures and Instagram and TikTok and all the all of these things that certainly have some entertainment value, but also for a vulnerable young girl like your daughter can push her over at the edge into bad behavior. Yep. And and I'm sorry. I, I think you guys are handling it well. I think the the most important part of course is the spiritual side, but I, I appreciate the fact that you don't limit it. You know, she doesn't need a scripture uh, and a prayer and she can call me in the morning. Um, she needs attention that will that will communicate that value to her and that the Holy Spirit will break through that mental block that has convinced her that the path she's chosen is good for her. And then on top of that, you know, there's times she doesn't even want it. Like, and so she's all frustrated. Um, she looks at it, she knows it's wrong, but then she's still doing something that she knows is wrong, which is the trap of any sinful behavior. Discovered that she doesn't want to eat um, you know, her, her brain is telling her that she's not worthy of eating, but she knows she has to eat. So, you know, it's, it's just a vicious cycle. And so we have, we just have to figure out a way to, to break that in her. And from what I understand, honestly, eating is the first step. Um, somehow, Good. you know, that kind of breaks the chain in her brain. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're at the very, very beginning stages of this. And so I just know that we're going to need a lot of strength and a lot of prayer and yes, perseverance. So. Well, I'm very grateful that you're in her life. Um, she may not realize that yet, but one day she'll be very grateful that you're in her life. And, and the fruit of the Spirit here is so vital in ministering to your kids. Um, I would suggest you pick up a book that might plant some seeds in you. Um, I already hear it in your voice, but this brother really puts it together. It's called Grace-Based Parenting. And I think it's a real good resource as you guys are going to be involved in a lot of behavior modifications with your daughter, that this gets planted in the back of your minds to really affirm um, uh, constantly, because it is, it's going to be a lot about behavior uh, and behavior is going to be king uh, because a lot of what, a lot of her problems are directly related to her behavior. But the reality is, is that our behaviors are tied to our beliefs. And so what we're wanting to do is convince your sweet daughter that the course that she's chosen and, and, and the course that, that she's chosen that she has control over, that something she can't control her feelings, you know, she, she, they're up and down, but she can't control her decisions. And just convincing her that it's worth making the right decisions little by little. And then for us as parents to have that grace base, because um, I learned for the first time when I read this book years ago, the difference between grace-based parenting and fear-based parenting. 
And I'm certain you guys are going to hit a few roadblocks that are going to flip the switch of fear in your own heart. And, and then you'll be in your own battle, you know, your own spiritual battle, seeing what's happening to your daughter. Uh, you'll go the range of emotions too. Uh, that's just a great resource that doesn't speak to anorexia at all. It just speaks to the heart of a mom and dad that loves their kids and want to, wants to disciple them. And you have a discipleship. Praise God. We have a lot of kids that go through the same behavior that don't have active, involved parents. And so I'm grateful you're actively involved. And one day she's going to look you in the eye and say, thank you, Mom. Oh, I look forward to that day. Sooner than later, for sure. Well, let's pray. Father God, I know that this is a challenging situation many parents listening have with their kids. And uh, it's hard. I think of my parents not, not even really walk, didn't have a relationship with you watching what I was doing in my life and the destruction and the, the, the heartache and the, the disappointment and on and on, Lord. And I pray for this young girl. You know what's wrapped up in her heart and her mind. And I'm, I just, it breaks my heart to hear of her self-harming or you know, being just willing to hurt herself. I pray that you would reveal what, what the deep issues are in her heart spiritually not just the medical side of things but the spiritual side of things what is it exactly that is greatly challenging her and causing her to act out like this so that she would rather hurt herself uh, and to 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 significant pain so god i i pray for this family grateful for angie um being a part of her life and encourage her and help her and resolve this quickly in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. I was going to pray for your husband, but I don't know if you're married. I am. <laughs> okay, God, then you know about her husband too. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. God, keep us up to date, Angie, okay? I sure will. Thank you. All righty. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Man, it's just like my buddy that... Uh, one of the brothers from the church that, that texts to pray for his daughter, um, all the behavior is self-damaging, greatly self-damaging. Ticks me off. You know, I'm not mad at the kids, I'm mad at the devil. Just so frustrating. All right, we're going to go over to Lynn in Highlands Ranch. Lynn, welcome to the program. Thank you. I listened to Wednesday night service last night. And we have a son who um, has turned from his faith. He's going to be 21 this weekend, and he's into philosophy and all this stuff. And um, I've called him before about him and talked Uh to you, but he he brought up something this weekend. And I just keep saying, "Oh, you know, you know, God's not. I'm not giving up on God. He's he can turn things around." And then um, my son said, "Well, he said." But the unforgivable sin is to deny the Holy Spirit, he says, and I've done that, so I can't go back. And I said, I told him, I said, well, I said, nothing is impossible for God, because in my mind I'm thinking, you kind of just acknowledge the Holy Spirit by saying you denied him. And I don't know if that was just me thinking that, but I don't, I'm at a loss as to how to give him, to, to be able to say, no, it's not all over yet. 
But let's say let's let's affirm what you gave him advice, both as a mom and also uh, as a woman of God. People that talk about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, people that are concerned about it, people that are 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 even thinking in their minds what line they crossed, what line they didn't cross. I, I don't know the hearts of people, but usually those people did not commit that sin. Um, and because we don't know what line has been drawn, not even your son knows what line has been drawn, um, if he chooses in this moment to turn back to the Lord, it just shows that he didn't commit that sin. Remember Paul, Saul of Tarsus, remember when he was giving his testimony? Um, he, he described himself as a blasphemer. And so you want to show your son this verse. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Um, it's amazing the things that Paul admits to before he got saved. Um, and he says, uh, let me see here. It's got to be later in one of his letters. Uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 13, this is what Paul says about himself. He says, I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And here's a, here is a description of a lot of sins, like blasphemy uh, in and of itself is a, a, a powerful sin against God, but it didn't go to the point where there was no hope for him. Insolence is, you know, we, it's the Greek word where we get hubris from, you know, uh, amazing arrogance and somebody that mistreats others just for the pleasure of the affliction that it brings them. Like, that's an evil man. Saul of Tarsus was a wicked, evil man, a murderer, and he got saved, and he lived for God. And um, I, would, I would just affirm what you gave him was, was good advice, number one. Number two, philo- philo- some of the greatest philosophers are Christians, and the idea that your son is interested in philosophy and and the, the study of knowledge and understanding things is not a bad thing. Uh, right now, it's kind of confused him. Uh, right now, it's made him think he's smart. <laughs> and yet, he knows compared to God, he's not smart. Um, and I would recommend a book for him. So you want to buy him a gift? Uh, let me make sure I got it here because I might be thinking... I might have to look this up for you later. For some reason, my mind, my memory is not working good. But I thought Norman Geisler wrote a book on philosophy. Uh, let me see what I did. Let me see if I... Yep, I did. Because I, I, I have this book. Okay, so there's a book called Introduction to Philosophy by Norman Geisler. G-E-I-S-L-E-R. And say, son, I know okay. you're into philosophy. I know that's the track you're on. But man, there, this guy, and and he covers all, he covers all sorts of things related to humanistic philosophy. So he's not he doesn't write. This isn't like a book to convince your your son. It's a book to introduce your son to a broader scheme of philosophy that he's been exposed to. And finding out that and and the title says an introduction to philosophy, a Christian perspective. And I'll give you a second recommendation for him because it sounds like he's a super smart kid. Uh, It's called Come Let Us Reason by Norm Geisler. Same guy. He's gone home to be with the Lord. Um, And this is an introduction to to logical thinking, to logic. 
because that's where your son's in too. He's philosophy and logic he, go together. Yeah, he really is. He just took a course at CU Denver and got an A in the class. So he's in. Yeah, the problem with the now. the problem with CU that there's nothing wrong with philosophy and logic in and of itself. The problem is is that when it's delivered by a professor at CSU, it, it is it, it is absolutely um, denying the God that created it. You know, he created the right. mind. And and so your son is on his, is on a path, and I would encourage him like a mom, like you did. Hey, son, you haven't son. Let's talk about this. Let's learn about this. Let's. It's okay. You if you're super smart, God uses super smart people. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. But I I can say this. I don't right. know your son. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I've never met him, so I can say this with pretty certainty. The issue in your son's life is not a philosophical issue. The issue in your son's life is a moral issue. Hmm. And and the reason I say that is because the Bible talks about in Romans chapter 1 how people ha- have the ability to suppress the truth in unrighteousness. And that's a willingness of denying the truth so that they can choose to live their own life. So again, I know he's your son, so I don't want to put bad thoughts in your head, but maybe he's in the party scene over there. Maybe he's been introduced to alcohol or drugs, or you know, maybe there's things that have conflicted with the way he was raised. And when mm-hmm. you're conflicted with the way you were raised, you look for outlets to pretend you weren't raised that way, or that your parents were idiots, or that... Whatever, whatever it is, I'm, I'm, I'm talking out loud here, but like being, a, having walked that path, like a, you, you get into things and you get in so deep that when you're called on it, you're like, you know, you're just not yourself anymore. Oh, I don't believe in God anymore. Really? There was a pathway that got you there. And, you know, it could okay. be, it could be a knowledge issue. It, it could be, it's part of it obviously is a knowledge issue. First Corinthians chapter eight says that knowledge puffs up. So we know that's pride. And that, you know, now that he's taken a course and he's smart and he can process logic, when you eliminate God from the equation, then you suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Okay. Whew. Parenting's never easy, is it? You know, it's not. It's not. And you you have, you, you know, you, no. I could say a lot of things on that, but no, it's not. Life is not easy. And nope. and yet God is so faithful to us. So let's pray for your boy. Okay, thank you. Father, I do pray for this young man who is branching off into areas that are beyond his home, you know, and his family. And thank you for the men that you have sent into our Christian world that were philosophers. I think of Ravi Zacharias, who is now in in heaven, who was a brilliant man uh, and ministered to the philosophical notions of men. And and I think of Norm Geisler, who was able to speak in that language and bring the gospel into the philosophical world. And I'm certain those that study these things know of philosophers that were believers and that just really wrestle with life's questions from a biblical perspective. So I pray for this guy. He could be the next apologist and the next person that would use philosophy as a bridge to share the gospel with intellectuals. And uh, I pray for mom that you would help her as she waits uh, 
and just the challenge of this new season of parenting. Uh, strengthen Lynn and, and establish her, Lord, in her desire to minister to her boy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Wow, the show's up, and uh, this is a theme, and my heart goes out to you guys that are battling these types of things and challenged in so many ways. Uh, Greg, I know we're not going to be able to get to you. Um, uh, you, sh- you With televangelists, take their theology and match it to the Word, especially the Word of Faith, guys. Uh, I don't I don't approve of all the books that this man wrote, but this one you've got to get. There's actually two that you've got to get, Christianity in Crisis and Counterfeit Revival uh, by Hank Hanegraaff. Again, I don't recommend all of his books, but these two, he did a very good job of identifying the false teachings of many of the health and wealth. It's They're a little dated. It's too bad that they're not updated. Uh, they're from the 90s and the early 2000s, uh, but good, good stuff on guys like Jesse Duplantis and all those guys in the health and wealth. So um, Christianity and Crisis, Counterfeit Revival. Hey, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Um, you want more information on our church, calvaryco.church? We just launched some small groups online. Uh, if you're interested in those, go to our website. We're calling them Q Classes. Uh, they stand for quarantine. They're four-week mini classes on all kinds of topics. Even our producer here uh, is going to be doing one on prayer. So we're very excited for him stepping out and leading a class. It's going to be great. Love you guys. Go to our website, calvaryco.church. We'll be online this weekend. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.